What's going on, Mighty Warriors? I'd like to invite you to take a seat and listen up while I share some life experiences that can help you go from merely surviving to thriving. Welcome to Thriving in the Trenches. What's up, Warriors? Welcome to episode 21 of Thriving in the Trenches. So right now I am sitting on a bunk with a sleeping bag wrapped over my head and my computer to try to mitigate any external sounds or crazy reverb. So um, it's quite a sight to see. Fortunately for myself and unfortunately for you, I do not do a video podcast at this point in my life. So no need to set up artificial lighting or anything like that to get the full picture. Um, Today, I want to start off with sharing something that I heard earlier this afternoon, which was very, uh, it, it just really struck me. The statement that I heard was, don't trust your feelings in the midst of a storm. And I happen to really agree with that. How many of you out there can think back to a time when in the midst of an argument, a fight, a disagreement that you've said or done things that whether or not you ever admitted that they were wrong, inside you felt they were wrong. And even more so, even if you refuse to admit those things to yourself, that you still know that it was a completely emotional and incorrect response, regardless of the outcome. Uh, And that's kind of just gives credibility to that statement is those were emotional responses, at least in my life, when I've done things like that, it's an emotional response in the midst of a storm, the storm being an argument, a disagreement, some kind of chaos that stirred me up a little bit, got me out of focus, I guess we'll say, out of alignment. And the next thing you know, I'm acting on my feelings, acting on emotions. And uh, nine times out of 10, it's not quite the thing that I'm going for. So, uh, You can take that one home with you. And just to say it again is don't trust your feelings or never trust your feelings in the midst of a storm. Let the storm pass. Just hunker down, deal with what you need to, and then process with the logical logical mind. So yeah, that one's for free. Uh, Anyway, what I'd like to talk to you folks about today is challenges. Now, we have had conversations about challenges before, but um, I like to keep my podcast relevant to what's going on in my life, and I constantly go through challenges, but kind of on a different level today, so I thought I'd share. Now, if you listened last week, I talked about getting a new dog and um, just kind of some of the uh, difficulties around that, and I guess I'll start off with that first. So one thing is that I've found that people will put off executing something, no matter what it is, until that point where everything is perfect. And right there, that in and of itself is a huge flaw because no matter what you do, no matter how you prepare for something, it will never be perfect. The right time to do something is right now. If you get a thought, an idea, something you want to execute, You need to start moving. You need to start working on that right now. Don't wait until I get this in order or this comes in or that or whatever. Now, there is something to be said for planning ahead and being prepared for what you're doing. But again, waiting for that perfect situation, that perfect scenario, 
It's just not going to happen. And one of the lessons that I learned recently is that even if you think you're spending all your time preparing and getting ready for different challenges to come, a challenge is going to come that you didn't anticipate. So as I talked about with my dog last week, there was the challenge of feeling like a failure because I was struggling with being a new dog owner. It's been since I was a kid that I had a dog, so it was really challenging for me. Um, But there was a lot that I did to kind of prepare myself for that, talking to people, listening to a few, or specifically one audio book from a canine trainer, watching different training videos, and really just trying to get an overall idea of what to expect and how to conduct myself as well as what conduct to allow with the dog. Now, one huge challenge that in a million years I did not see coming and give me another million years and I still won't ever see it coming, my dog gets carsick. My dog gets in the vehicle and as soon as we start hitting bumps, she starts drooling and salivating like a wild animal. (laughs) And then she throws up. And sometimes she can go a few hours, sometimes it's 15 minutes or less. And it's very unpredictable and the only thing that I've found that really helps it is driving super slow and taking every corner at a ridiculous pace and just really becoming one of those drivers in public that I don't like to be behind. And that's challenging in itself. And in addition to that, that's not how I drive. So it takes constant effort and constant focus. But anyway, yeah, I foresaw having a dog and these different challenges with chewing on things, barking, going to the bathroom, got a feeder, got a walker, blah, blah, blah. The list goes on and on and on. I never foresaw a car sick dog and one of the things I want to do with my dog is travel around, take trips, have a hiking buddy, you know, and so this is actually a little bit bigger of an issue than somebody might think. It might just sound funny, but it's a real struggle. Okay, I had to adjust my uh, recording studio because it was getting a little bit too toasty in here, so if the sound sounds a little bit different, I apologize, but just making the best out of uh, what I've got available to me right now. But anyway, getting back to the pup. Um, so yeah, her getting carsick is a bigger issue. Fortunately, I have found um, it's this kind of herbal scent. I don't know exactly what it is. I need to look closer at the ingredients, but long story short is that if I spray that into the environment she's going to, in this situation, my vehicle, then it's supposed to help her stay a little bit more calm, has some pheromones in it. I I don't know all the science. I'm not a doctor, but I do know that on a three-hour drive, it did help her sleep without getting sick. Um, And that was only one time, so could have just been the luck of the draw. But either way, it was a challenge that I had to work through. And again, it was no matter what kind of preparation I did to have a dog, I wouldn't have thought of that. I didn't think of that. And when it presented itself, here I am putting off getting a dog for so long and trying to be prepared, 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 be perfect, everything's 100%, and boom, out of left field, I get hit with something that is a huge issue for me. For me, not from me. And I think life is like that. 
life may sometimes you plan for something and it goes perfectly. But in my experience, more often than not, you plan for something and it's just chaotic. You, you plan for a million different contingencies and the one thing you didn't plan for is the one thing that happens. And so my encouragement there, or what I'd like for you to take away from this is that it's never going to be perfect. The time is now. You get an idea, you want something, you just got to go for it. And you know what? I like to say fall forward. You may slip, you may stumble, you may make mistakes, but fall forward. Get up and keep moving. Learn from what happened. Correct it and continue on. With uh, my dog, Kella, I initially, you know, put a puppy blanket down, a puppy mat, and she kind of threw up on that, but it was, she likes to throw up at the edge. So then I put a plastic trash bag under the seat. You know, I adapted and overcame, but then she threw up more than once. And so now it's like, okay, I need to get this. I need to get that. And started looking for other options, other opportunities to correct this problem and eventually came across something that at least one time has worked. And so again, like we're always going to run into challenges and those make us better like the challenges I ran into now if you were asking me hey I'm thinking about getting a dog anything you want to that I should be prepared for yeah dogs might get car sick <laughs> think about that consider that like what's the reason that you want a dog what's your your desired outcome the desired relationship and if a car sick dog is an issue then either find one that doesn't get car sick or you know find start researching alternatives or kind of preventative stuff on the front end, or at least just figure out how you're going to transport the dog so that car sickness isn't an issue. Um, so yeah, that's part one of this, I guess, is just that challenges will come and you can't prepare for all of them. So just send it. <laughs> just get what you got and go for it. Learn along the way and give back when you get the opportunity. The second part of this is a little bit more deeper, maybe a little bit closer to home for some of us, if not all of us. But um, as I've talked about, I've gone through a lot of growth in the last year. And I'm currently in a relationship that could quite possibly be the first legitimately healthy relationship I've ever been in. Now that's not to talk down on anybody that I've dated before, it's more pointing out my flaws, my insecurities, my false beliefs, and the things that I went through in the past. I was not showing up as a whole man, as a complete man, as a healthy man. So by default, those were not healthy relationships. Um, but I, I think I found that now, you know, and that's the healthy part of it is we're still exploring each other. We're still learning about each other, the do's and don'ts, the goes and no goes and, you know, really where we stand on different issues and if we are a good fit for each other. Um, something came up the other day that really made me uncomfortable and, you know, because of the work that I've been able to do my, on myself and the confidence that I now have and just the security in that and because, you know, my girlfriend is 
pretty awesome and receptive and she's very emotionally mature and responsible um but i was able to in the moment address what was bothering me and present what i believe to be a very logical and controlled calm uh, argument for why i felt that way and why i believed what i did and she was very receptive to it which was awesome and we were able to move past that now the growth comes on the back side of that conversation once i got off the phone with her i started um just kind of second guessing myself and wondering where this stuff is coming from like why do i even care about this issue or that and really it goes back to an old belief of relationships are going to fail like i'm going to get hurt i'm going to get hurt some way or another in this and you know i will openly admit that at times in my life i've took the route of like i'm going to get hurt so i'm just going to do stuff to protect myself and you know keep my own emotions guarded and also just have a kind of uh, i don't know a, a a backup not a backup plan but like a an alibi as we call it in the shooting world like and even in the law world i guess and but an alibi for if she hurts me well like i've done or said abc or you know, I only feel this strongly about her, so it doesn't even, basically just having a backup plan, an alibi for like why it doesn't hurt, which really, that in and of itself was a lie too, or just a lot of uh, lying to myself really. Um, so once I was able to identify that though, I was able to identify that, wow, I still have remnants of this false belief that relationships are gonna fail. Now, I'll be 100% honest and realistic. This relationship that I'm in, I mean, we may both decide tomorrow that, you know what, just for whatever reason, this doesn't work out. Let's part ways or we can continue to be friends, but we aren't going to have this kind of relationship anymore. And that's okay. And I mean, I think the, the ultimate goal is to learn each other and get to that conclusion of this works or this doesn't. But that's never going to happen if... I'm not able to move past these limiting beliefs that relationships are going to fail. Now, I will say that, again, the growth comes after the realization is that I have been able to get past this. I realized that that's where my thought process was, and I allowed myself to accept and believe that this relationship is great and can continue to be great regardless of what becomes of it, whether we stay together long term, whether we end tomorrow. It's been great. There's been no disrespect. There's been no nothing that would breed kind of just ill feelings towards each other. And I think that's amazing. And I think that I've never been here before. So being in this place kind of scratched some old memories, old feelings, old thoughts that really tried to bring that lie that this relationship is going to hurt me, bring that lie back to the forefront of my mind for a minute. And I was able to shut that down. And it's just an amazing thing because I think the big takeaway from this 
that I would like to, to give to you guys is that we sometimes look at growth as this linear, smooth path. But I'll use the analogy of climbing a mountain. Um, if you look from a distance at a hill, at a mountain, whatever, it is pretty much a steady incline as you're looking at the sides or at the slopes of it. And until you really get into the nitty gritty, it just looks like you're constantly climbing up, up and up. But for those of you that ever really hiked a big mountain and a challenging mountain, you realize that as you're going up, there's times you have to go back down a little bit to continue your upward progress. You can't just leap over those valleys, those gaps in the hills and the rocks and whatever, and expect to continually just climb, climb, climb. Like, I mean, you're, you're climbing, but you're not always going up. You're going up and down and up and down. And the net result is that you are increasing elevation, but you lose a step here and there. And when we are working on anything, really, any kind of growth, I think it's easy to get caught up in that continual upward motion, that continual upward progress. And if we slip up and take a step back immediately, you know, cling to those limiting beliefs that like, this is wrong, or I can't do this, or whatever you tell yourself, whatever your struggle is. When in reality, those little slips, those little hiccups, those are part of the growth process. And the more we're able to embrace those and accept those, the more we're able to continue that upward progress, to continue that, that movement forward. And so, um, yeah, I guess that's part one of it. And part two is just understanding this. There's, there's going to be new challenges. If there's just for reference a 500-foot hill and you always hike up 200 feet, 50 feet, then you begin to learn those ups and downs really well and however long it took you to really accomplish that and however many times you've repped it out you're really familiar with the ups and downs there they don't have as much of an impact on you as they did before but once you start climbing higher you're going to start encountering new obstacles new dips new setbacks and again those could be discouraging or they can be accepted as like this is part of the journey and I'm going to continue moving forward. And that's really all I got to say. I think that's a good closing point for this one. Accept and expect challenges. They're what allow us to grow and to really truly move forward. So when you come up against some resistance and you've been doing so good, don't let it knock you off track. Understand that that's part of the process. I love you folks. I hope you have a great week and continue to thrive. Hope you folks have a great week and know that as you sit right here, right now, that you are enough. You have inherent value that cannot be taken from you. You are loved. You are appreciated. And no matter what you do, it will not take away from the amazing person that you are. That's all I got. Have a great week.